0: When my boys, Alexander and Rufus, were little, one of our favorite things to do was to make a trip to the Mediterranean. Cyrene is about 13 miles from the coast. We would go there and spend a weekend. And on the way, I would do what God commanded us to do, which is to talk to our children about all that he has done for Israel. I would tell them stories about Abraham. Tell them stories about Moses and the deliverance from Egypt. Tell them stories about the glory of David and Solomon. About the tragedy of the kingdom divided. Stories of the suffering of Isaiah and Jeremiah, the rejection and death of the prophets. On one particular day, we were at the great point of Israel's deliverance from Egypt. And we loved to go right down to the shore and throw rocks into the water. My boys just loved to watch the ripples and I like to throw bigger rocks to make bigger ripples. And I was telling them the story of the Passover. The story so full of death and so full of salvation Passover meal to be prepared. How the lamb would live in the house with the family and the children would learn to love it and grow attached to it and then to watch its blood be spilt and to smell the roasting meat over the fire and to share in the joy and the laughs and then the cry of all of Egypt as they found their firstborn dead. A whole entire country whose firstborn sons were wiped out in a single pass of God's hand. But our sons were spared. And I told them about the blood on the doorway. The blood of the lamb just on the top of the door frame. Marked out us as his chosen people. And his wrath passed over. Just as I got to about that story, my son said one of those things which it was one of those moments where you just wonder, my God, what is going on in those little heads? The waves were rolling in to the shore. And he said, dad, who threw that rock? And you're just thinking, what on earth? Somehow he, he, he's connecting these dots. Of course he was wrong but it stuck with me and it stuck with me for several reasons and most importantly is the reason why i'm here talking to you today is because on that day i saw the stone i saw the stone that God dropped, and that sent ripples through all of history, that would set the form of all mankind, past and future. That day, I was just coming in from the country. Minding my own business, not, it, not a really uncommon sight to see crucifixion along the side of the road. The Romans loved to, to do it in a very public way, to display their dominion, to say, you are our subjects. And so when they said, you have to uh, take up this guy's cross, I can say it, it didn't strike me at first. Of course the scene was gruesome and, and the crowds and the noise and the, the wailing of the women who were following and all of those things. But that moment that made it stick for me was when that cross beam fell off of his back, and on there was the blood. It connected the dot of Passover, and looking at that crossbeam that I now took up, the blood now over me. that ripple. Passover wasn't the end. To be part of Israel was not the end. This was the end. Passover and the blood on the doorway was just one of those ripples, so small, so far out from the center, that we repeated year after year after year and every single year connecting those ripples back to this time, to this moment when God would deliver all Israel and rule as a victorious king forever and ever. Everything that we had been commemorating, all of the prophecies, they all just ripples leading us to this day this day when God would put himself on display when God would open up his miraculous love before our eyes when God put on display the gruesome image of our shame and our sin so that they can be cleansed away and we never have to see them in ourselves. That day, we are here commemorating this, a ripple on the other side of the pond. There's something that God wants us to get from all of this. It's so genius, the wisdom of God. You know, the power of sound or smell to just connect vast expanses of time or experience. There's probably that one thing you smell when you're a kid, or that you smelt when you were a kid, and now you smell it, and it just takes you back instantly. Or maybe there's a song from your high school years, and when you hear it, the windows are down, there's no responsibilities, it's just the friends. That is what Christ and his forgiveness, that is what that blood on us, that is our daily repentance and the ritual burying of our sins in the waters of baptism. As we remember these things every day, God is connecting. All of history, all of human experience, all of mankind under this one thing forgiveness and sin, forgiveness of sin, and life eternal. And he wants those to connect not just our years, but our days. Our moments, to all breathe the cross. And not just our lives, but our family lives, and our lives with our friends. These are the things that we share, that unite us, and have united us. This is Good Friday. And that stone the builders rejected is the stone that set the course of all history. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for revealing your miraculous love to us on the cross. We ask that that pattern of Christ and his love define our hearts and our lives. May we take on his form, the form of servants, that those ripples might go out from us to our friends and our families and to the world around us and unite all people as one under your glorious King and your peaceful reign in eternity. Heavenly Father, keep our eyes fixed there And may it always be our strength and our comfort in time of joy and in time of need. We pray all these things in his wonderful saving name. Amen.